Yeah, take three. Okay, right. cool. So uh, we talked about this. We already tried filming this episode or recording this episode once. Yeah. It, it failed. Didn't go very well. Didn't go very well. Um, and now we're trying again. And then even just a bit ago, we tried and <laughs> we failed. And now we're trying again. So it's our third take. We're back. Um, so um, just to kind of start COVID update, it's been a month since we last recorded an episode and we had just gone into quarantine. So it's kind of nice. It's a month later, kind of have some perspective now. Things are different for sure. Things are different. Um, what have you, what have you been doing? What's your life been like? Um, yeah, so I've been pretty much following the guidelines. Um, what my coordinator has said to do and you know, everyone else, but staying quarantined, staying active, going outside. Um, yeah, it's been boring, but I know it's what we all need to do. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, same, been staying in, I've just been dealing with stuff at the gym. I'm, if you, if you don't know, I, I own a CrossFit gym in Sydney. Sydney's an employee of mine. She's a stellar coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've just been dealing with, uh, just dealing with members and, uh, reaching out to them and just kind of weathering the storm. Yeah. Um, but how this ties into transplant patients based off what I've seen and, you know, we're not experts or anything. We will be the first to admit that. <laughs> but uh, it seems like there's not, you know, this massive attack on um, people who have gotten transplants, even though they're immunosuppressed. It's not looking like there's some crazy targeted, um, it's, not like, it's not like COVID's like, a, like targeting these people. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're immunosuppressed and you want to be careful. And it depends on maybe what organ you're looking at. Maybe lungs is a little bit more, uh, you know, it makes you higher risk than, yeah, you know, if sure. it's like kidneys or something. But I, I mean, I don't know, once again. Um, but... There's definitely uh, an indirect indirect uh, impact scene with people, you know, hospitals slowing down elective surgeries and just slowing, yeah, elective surgeries, which, you know, ours is classified as elective surgery, right? Yeah, because um, it's a living donor. So, you know, that has to create situations where people are, you know, waiting longer to get their organs, which is, I think, the, the real issue right now mm-hmm. of just kind of maybe a backlog. I'm sure people are still operating as normal, and I'm sure if it's if it's uh, dire straits, they're still performing surgery, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's at least what I've been seeing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I can't imagine being in that position. Um, and they're even, they're not listing people as of now. So they're not at all. That's pretty crazy. That's what I read. They're not even going as far as listing people. So yeah. they kind of cut that off, Dang. which is, what are you seeing on the Facebook groups? Um, yeah. So it was, you know, when we did our last episode talking about this when it kind of all started, um, that's where I got that information from. And, and someone like just made the cusp. It, I think it was like a couple of days before they even stopped listing people. Um, she got on. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, of course it goes by your MELD score, you know, the higher, mm-hmm. the, the more likely you'll get your liver quicker. But, um, yeah, that's what I've been reading. I think one guy, um, I saw on the news actually was, um, supposed to get his liver transplant and they were going to, you know, uh, delay it because of COVID and, um, they cleared him and they actually, he ended up getting it, but it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine being in that situation and having to go through that and it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so now we'll kind of dive into what this uh, episode is actually about, which is uh, recovery. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a part one and a part two. So I think the way we decided to break it up is we have the initial recovery, which is like that first month, mm-hmm. um, and then that f- time in the hospital, and then immediately af- after the surgery. And then we have like everything after that, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, want to kick it off? What do you have? Yeah, so... Um 
I think the, you know, of course the, the donor side of it is a lot different from the recipient, whereas I needed this and you didn't, you know? And so I like to think of it as like, it's almost like a shock to your system, right? Mm-hmm. The donor, because they, he, you had nothing wrong with you. You had a great liver. You're healthy. Um, whereas I was sick and my body was almost relying on this, right? So when they did the transplant, you know, I, you know, everything turned around. I had this new healthy liver and things got better. Whereas for you, I think maybe, um, you know, I had hiccups as well. I had plenty of those, but you maybe had some weirder, odd hiccups along the way. Um, just because I think it was like a shock to the system again. And so we'll go into that a little bit more if you want to start it off, kind of kind of your side of things and yeah. what you went through. Um, so yeah, Sydney mentioned that last time we tried recording this episode, and I really hadn't thought about that. Um, I, I hadn't ha- hadn't crossed my mind that, you know, after surgery, like Sydney would almost feel better in a way because she had what she was lacking, and I would just feel like worse because I yeah. was like getting rid of something. <laughs> um, and I never, that never really clicked in my head till she said that, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a crazy thought that, you know, in her, you know, even though she'd just been like cut open, she needed the liver and her body was starting to act like it was starting to, you know, accept it and use it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for me, I was just like, it's like you got <laughs> run over by a truck. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like just for some context, when I get sick in general, even if it's like a cold, like I feel like sick. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm a pretty big baby about it. Um, but even, you know, looking back on all this stuff, uh, like today, it doesn't feel like it really happened. Like I forget. I have a scar. I forget. Mm-hmm. You know, make I don't. I, there's nothing day to day that reminds yeah. me that I went through it like at all. Period. Mm-hmm. Same. Besides, me if I take my shirt off, I don't even notice that anymore. I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would. I would be. Um, it would be false for me to say that those five days in the hospital was a good time. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I had some like weird things that happened to me and just chalk it up as like you know air quotes complications, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing like n- nothing that I couldn't get through. Um, but it's worth, I think it's worth like highlighting those things and saying yeah. those things. So Being people real. have a clear, you know, like a real picture going into it of what they're getting into yeah, and sure. not just, uh, you know, not just think it's going to be all fine and dandy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like the way I kind of think about it is like that first initial, so going into the surgery, like the day we woke up to go, it was pretty early. Mm-hmm. It's like five, four or five oh, AM or something. Very early. Yeah. Um, and I remember like kind of like going to bed that night and like I think maybe just kind of a couple of days that last like three days leading up was kind of a whirlwind and I was just kind of run down in general from traveling there and stuff mm-hmm. or just kind of like just kind of being on edge about it and uh, I, th- I got a little bit of like a cold I think mm-hmm. like in hindsight thinking about it I think I think it was a cold I think at the time I just thought I was kind of just like run down and tired mm-hmm. um, but so when I woke up I think I still had like a little bit of like a cold um, and I had like I was <laughs> coughing like a whole lot which you know when you get cut open from you know a, li- a liver incision or at least the way they did it um, was from like your sternum and then it goes down your stomach to about your belly button right before it gets to your belly button it curves across to like your if if i'm looking at my side my right oblique so it's mm-hmm. you know it's like pretty pretty long incision and, and keep in mind like if you have allergies or like sinus infection they will not i mean they won't do surgery yeah which i think this is kind of fluke deal i think it may be yeah you were and, in your and head. i think it's worth but, that like yeah I, I don't think i like yeah it could have been allergies it could have been whatever yeah. like I, I, I didn't it wasn't enough to like raise the alarm bells but i remember waking yeah. up being like oh, i kind of don't feel great yeah yeah um yeah. and i thought maybe i was just nervous so yeah whatever. there's a lot of things that could um 
but anyway, coughing when you have that incision, not fun, not fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so I, I, I come back to that part. Um, I digress, but, um, so I woke up, I remember feeling I was in a special room, like definitely like an immediate recovery room. And I was like very, very out of it. But I remember them like forcing me to try and stand up like right away, mm. right away. And I remember I had a nurse there at the time who was like super helpful, this guy, um, who's awesome. In fact, most of the nurses I dealt with along the way were like all stars. Mm-hmm. Um, like anytime I needed something, they were, they were right there. Um, anyway, so woke up and then I remember one of the first things they did was they removed my catheter. I think they wanted to see how quickly I could like come to and anest- the anesthesia stuck around. I, I, that was not an immediate. I mean, it, it was a thing. 10 to 12 hour surgery. So I yes, mean, a lot so, of anesthesia. So, so, uh, so we'll, we'll start with, a. Uh, I can't, I feel weird calling these complications. Um, hiccup number one, okay. which was, uh, the premature removal of my catheter, which I think for some people, maybe it's fine. They just bounce right back. Mm. But my like mm. bowels and, uh, just my, 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 my plumbing wasn't, wasn't, wasn't <laughs> going yet. So long story short, they removed my catheter and they had to, uh, uh, give me three temporary catheters following that, Ugh. uh, just to, just so I could relieve myself. Um, Cause I was, I guess things weren't waking up. I don't yeah. know. Um, so yeah, that was, a, a an unpleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had that cough. So I was coughing mm-hmm. a lot and I had to like hug a pillow to like, mm-hmm. just try and like, <clears throat> like cough, like just to kind of clear things a little bit. Um, and so I think that also led to my incision not closing properly in spots. Cause I was yeah. just like putting so much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my first, uh, 24 hours or so was not being able to leave myself kind of <laughs> being out of it and coughing a little bit <laughs> what about you um yeah so you know going into surgery I was fine I mean of course I had the nerves but I, I was okay I didn't have a cough or anything like you um but they, you know like we said earlier they say you know since my body was relying on it you know and, and people said to me um before you know you're gonna feel so much better like blah blah well I don't agree with that I mean I didn't I didn't feel like amazing after I was yeah. hurting it was <laughs> rough um and so and you also had to keep in mind that I'm also like uh, post-surgery you know they're putting you on all these anti-rejection meds so you're also adjusting to all of that and so I think that had a lot to do with it but um you know right after surgery I remember um my mom telling me that I had this squeezy little ball in my hand and you know you could press it or squeeze it and it would administer pain meds to you mm-hmm. um while you're asleep and keep on I was still so out of it um but she said I hit it like 45 times in the middle of the night and i think it only gave me medicine like twice yeah i think it's placebo i yeah. think it just like makes you think it's you're getting something. yeah um, whatever uh yeah but they got me up pretty quickly just like you i think a couple days i mean maybe day two got me up and moving um i was real weak um yeah it was tough but um, you know, they're during the night, during the day, they're constantly checking your labs. They'll come in and take your labs. And so, um, you know, I, I'm adjusting to medication and they want to keep monitoring my liver, make sure I'm accepting it and things like that. Um, but I didn't have any major, major hiccups like you, I would say. I think it was, it was pretty smooth overall. Mm-hmm. Um, of course my, my labs jumped, I think it was day five or six in the hospital and um, they had to go in and give me a biopsy to make sure it wasn't rejection, which mm-hmm. ended up not. Um, I think it, they adjusted my TACRO, I think it was, and prednisone. Um, 
and my numbers went back down to what my normal was. Um, but yeah, no, no, like major hiccups, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Pretty smooth. Yeah. It's funny that you like went through like a major surgery and you're like, ah, oh, I went pretty smooth. <laughs> I felt fine. I think that just speaks for how you felt before going into it. Yeah. Here's how I felt, yeah. which was like totally normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, then, you know, then I think the real, uh, the real trial for me was that like next four days and four mm. or five days in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I think that was like probably the worst of the entire thing. Um, cause I, I've said this before and I think I even said this in a different episode that like going into the, uh, surgery, like I actually felt better being the person giving you, um, the like you know the the oh, organ yeah. versus uh being the person who had to sit there and maybe like oh. wait because i mean how long was the surgery for both of us uh i think you 10 me 12 yeah because they took my spleen out J- well. just being able to like have all i have to do is just show up and just let it happen was just, like the peace of mind of that was can do there's, about there's it. like some weird yeah there was some yeah. like weird like peace in that uh mm-hmm. versus having to maybe sit there and stress like if you and Meredith are going through it just sitting there waiting and that would i would not yeah this is that. funny um Side note, uh, I've been really into All American recently, and it's oh, where, yeah. where Spencer just got shot, and my mom was like, can you imagine that was us sitting there watching you guys wheeled back? Like, she's like, can you imagine our pain? I was <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. I'd much rather be the person getting the surgery. Gosh, uh, than- all, Katie's been watching All American on Netflix, too, and every time I walk in, there's some sort of shooting going on. Either yeah. someone got shot or someone's shooting. <laughs> it's or a common thing. Someone's talking about having... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, so that like five days in the hospital was uh, trying, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, if I e- even now I would say I would rather have done that than had to have like helped and been nervous because mm-hmm. you know yeah. I think the only thing I was nervous about at that point was you know going through that and then it all being for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, it was literally just me having to worry about just recovering. Yeah, um, like you're doing all this, you can. Yeah, just doing all yeah. I can. And there was, there was definitely some some comfort in that, even though it was a very uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, I, let's say, so hiccup number one was uh, the premature removal of my <laughs> catheter, which I also should throw in there, you know, it wasn't like I was able to uh, relieve myself the other way too. Mm-hmm. So that resulted in giving me some stool softeners and a couple uh couple accidents. And so I want to add this in because I think, you know, like I said, I maybe didn't have as many like major hiccups, which I think it's also because, you know, I was, or they, they gave me pain meds where you didn't have that much. Um, and no, so I, 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 they tried to get me off of them very mm-hmm. quickly. Um, and they, they gave me, so they gave me the pump at, at first mm-hmm. and then they gave me after that, they got me onto, uh, gosh, I forget the name of it. It's like an opioid, but it's like different, like tramadol or something. Maybe I'm just Maybe. making that up. I don't know. Um, anyway, so they gave me that afterwards, but they gave me this, um, this numbing thing. It was almost like they ran some sort of like cords or taps along my incision that would randomly i could hear it pumping randomly inject like numbing stuff and i think at first that was good because i couldn't feel anything Mm -hmm. around my stomach but i think after a while it probably made me a little bit more nauseous and once Mm -hmm. i removed that i remember feeling a little bit better uh nausea wise um so yeah maybe that's just like a byproduct of of pain medication in general i hear a lot of people say that um so anyway um Hiccup number one was the 
the plumbing issue. Um, <laughs> hiccup number two was that I had a cough that led to a little, t- like a little hole oh, at the top man. of my incision opening up that I had to spend the next month stuffing and getting to mm. seal properly. But like that wasn't like that wasn't a big deal. Like whatever, I was recovering anyway. It was just it was gross. I had to stick some like gauze down in this like hole and then I had Stuff to pull it, it out Ugh. later um, after it had, sits there for a while and I had to like wrap this thing around my chest. Um, and then I had uh, hiccup number three, which was, uh, so when you recover, when you recover, they want you to, um, they want your liver to grow back as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy, you know, so for people who don't know how a liver transplant works, they give you, so you have two lobes to your liver. They give one lobe to the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, they gave her the right lobe. I don't I'm, even remember. I'm pretty sure the right lobe's the larger lobe, and I know they gave okay. you the larger lobe. So they gave her the larger lobe. And it's also worth noting that your gallbladder is attached to your right lobe, so I no longer have a gallbladder, which yeah. we also talked about last episode, <laughs> which I forgot about, that I have a gallbladder. Yeah. Um, sending it's the right lobe, it's bigger. Let's say it's like, what's percentage is like 60-40. So you get 60%, then I have the 40. But my 40%, even though I don't get the other lobe back. I think back, I got, yeah, 67% of yours. Even though I don't get the lobe back and she doesn't get the other lobe back, it regenerates the volume and function mostly the same, pretty much the same. It's not even worth describing the difference of the original liver, which yeah. is what's so incredible about it in the first place. Um, so yeah. She and had the and that happens so, in a matter of like, two months yeah as far as like function goes it's maybe yeah it's it's maybe about two months as far as it actually growing volume wise my understanding is that's like two to three weeks yeah yeah that's very fast so Mm. and since your body is you know recovering from the surgery and simultaneously your liver is trying to like regenerate regenerate like very very rapidly they're just pumping you with like i forget the different things like magnesium Magnesium. some other stuff um so that was what predominantly i was taking it was stuff to kind of like feed my body Mm -hmm. and then the other things were just pain medications but and then after that process um i'm not on it i don't take anything people think i take things i don't take anything Mm -hmm. um so yeah um how does this lead into my third hiccup i forget so um oh i forget what was it (laughs) what was your third hiccup my third hiccup. What was it? Uh, it I'm was blanking. Oh, uh, no. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. So yeah. You're... All right. So they're pumping you with a lot of fluids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fluids. Um, and since they're pumping you with a lot of fluids, those fluids have to go somewhere. And since I'm not relieving myself, I guess this is kind of tied into the plumbing thing. I'm not relieving myself like a normal person. It's not flushing out of my body. Those liquids just get like trapped in my body. I remember getting puffy. I, I, I stepped on the scales like 10 pounds heavier. Um, and it was like in my hands. I could feel it in my legs. It was, it was kind of gnarly. Um, and it also went to my lungs, which I didn't get pneumonia or anything. Um, but it definitely like impacted my breathing like big time. And I remember like pleading with this nurse and she was awesome her name was i think her name was like kate or something and uh, she was great because uh, i was like hey like, i'm not kidding like breathing just doesn't feel normal right now like i and she was kind of like approached the doctors they kind of they didn't like shrug it off but they're kind of like oh we'll monitor the situation and i came back to her like a little bit later and was like hey like i'm desperate please help me and she got the doctors in she's like no you need to listen to them they listened to me they took me down to get a scan it, they found out the flu was backing up they gave me a diuretic and it fixed it instantly i don't know they tapped it into my line or whatever but the second they got the diuretic in all the fluids just flushed out of my body i could it was so weird from like my fingers to like my hands to my toes i could feel the, the fluid just like draining out of me 
oh, it was, it was like the greatest feeling, feeling of just the instant relief you got from it. It felt like it felt like having a, a, like a sinus infection and taking Sudafed. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, I'd done that recently. I didn't know I get sinus infections just every once pressure. in a while, and the pressure just like the instant relief you get. It was uh, yeah. <laughs> so really, like you know, those three things: uh, my bowel's not working, that little incision, just having a cough, um, and then three um, that the fluid backup. Um, but really, besides that, um, I can honestly say that I have I haven't experienced really much of anything. Um, we do CrossFit, so we do a little bit more. We'll talk about this in recovery part two. Um, we do a little bit more, uh, you know, core focused things. Um, and I think my, you know, the incision definitely does have an impact, but anything beyond that, that, that hospital point, mm-hmm. um, was solely revolved around the incision itself. Um, mm-hmm. nothing like actually because the function of my liver was any different Yeah. Um, or like what I was taking or I don't know, whatever, or yeah. what they're giving me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I agree with you. Day five, day six is where it got pretty tough. Um, I remember I had an iPad because I was in the pediatric unit. So it was, a, it was, it was nicer yeah. for sure <laughs> than your little area. Um, but, uh, I had this iPad in my room and, um, each day it would tell me you have eight days left. And of course you can't trust that thing, but, mm-hmm. um, things change all the time. But next day it would add a day. You still have eight days left. And I was like, Nope, I have seven days left. And <laughs> each day the days would go up. And I'm, I literally, I think it was just a couple of days before I left. I was like, I cried to my nurse. I was just, let me out. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm fine. Like, let me go to the, uh, the hotel. Cause we had to stay in Madison for a month after that. Um, but yeah, I remember that was pretty disappointing. I really relied on that iPad, but um, I eventually got out day five, um, or no, 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 sorry, sorry, day ten, um, and so it was like ten, ten days, maybe eleven mm-hmm. um, after surgery. They sent us back to the hotel, um, and I still had. So after surgery, they give you these drains. I had four of them. I still have my little. I never had those drains. And I still don't know Which why. is weird because... Maybe it has something they, to do with the spleen. They, maybe. I, one of them was connected to where the spleen was, but they basically just collect blood because when you're sitting there on the operating table for hours upon hours, um, that blood just pools and it, it, they have to drain it out somehow. Mm-hmm. And so um, they took, I think, two of them out before I left and I still had two left. And so I would have to monitor how much blood came out. You know, I had to make sure they were clean yeah. and everything like that. Um but I mean, everything was pretty smooth after that. Um, you know, I, even though I had those drains in, we would still like walk the stairs, do the steps in the hotel room, go outside, get fresh air. Um, which was nice. We just try to stay active doing CrossFit and being competitive in it. It's like, you want to get right back to it. Yeah. (laughs) But, Uh um, so, so yeah, sorry to cut you off there. That's fine. Do you have anything else? Well, no, you're good. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, like kind of before I forget what you were saying, like, yeah, I think those like five days in the hospital for me, 10 for you towards the latter end of those days, like, yeah, we're still in pain, but it was very much like the mental strain of being in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, so like to give some, uh, backstory to the setup of our, of our hospital situation, we weren't just like in like rooms that were side by side or down the hallway from Mm -hmm. each other. Sydney was 18, but still somehow crept her way into the pediatric, uh, facility, which, uh, which is a little bit nicer, a little bit nicer <laughs> set. Um, and clear across the hospital, like straight up the other side of the hospital. Um, so, you know, there, there's nice, there's the seating options. There's even a little, mm-hmm. little bed. <laughs> um, the, the adult 
hospital. I think I had like a rocking it's chair. Like a shoe box. I think there was like a rocking chair in there or something. Um, and it wasn't very comfortable. So <laughs> poor Katie uh, had to sleep in there. Yeah, Kate, Katie and Meredith, my sister and my wife, uh, you know, would spend a night with me, and then they kind of switch back and forth between Sydney. Um, and then we got to see, they got to see, we got to see each other at one point, mm-hmm. um, which was nice. Um, but yeah, no one, you know, people like, you know, the focus is you and I totally get it. Um, so I wanted out of there because I, I, it's fine. Yeah. I, got, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the hospital very much. The, the sounds, oh. the bed, uh, the noises, the machines would make, yeah. um, was not my thing. Mm-hmm. I did not like that once I got, cause I remember, so like, I remember I was like, I do not feel good. Like I don't feel great at all. But I'm when this doctor comes, I knew they were gonna like round and come see me and kind of evaluate. I remember like I am going to fake being fine as hard as I can just so I can leave. So like up to that point, I had only gotten assistance standing up and walking anywhere. Like someone kinda helped me out. Mm-hmm. But I remember just like everything I had, just like they walked in and I just like shot up. <laughs> I stood up. I was like, it hurt and I didn't like it, but I just like stood up, shook his hand, looked him straight in the eyes, and just was like, I feel great, I feel good. Like just faked it and it worked. He said I could go back to the hospital. I was like, Yes. Was yeah. Yes. And then uh everything was was great after that. God. Sort of. <laughs> um Yeah. So yeah, you got out and then I was still in. Um, but I remember we um, we had these these braces, those white braces around yeah. our stomachs, and I mean it's hysterical. Like walking around the hotel, we literally were bent over like hunchbacks. Like yeah, I was old hunched over for a few months. Oh yeah, it was a sight to see. Um, and I remember just we would try and straighten out, and oh my god, <laughs> it was painful. Yeah. But they they want you to do it, you know, to stretch it out. Because I remember um, even still in the hospitals like a few days after surgery they your bed is upright you know because mm-hmm. you want because you have all the incisions and then they try like lower it down and it's like, like oh my god please stop that too. but um yeah it was a sight to see after that and, and even then, getting out of the bed for like a month after that you have to like roll your side and then like kind of like inch your way to the edge yeah and like use your obliques i never to, like, knew stand how hard up a and not, sit like, up not like a crunch you avoid all crunches for, yeah like, four um, months but we'll talk about that later yeah but i still had a drain in um they took the other one out and i saw one in that got infected mm-hmm. and i remember it was like i don't know in the middle of the night maybe like two in the morning and i was like it, it hurt bad and it was swollen i was like my mom was like, we got to go back to the ER. And I was like, no, I don't want to go back to the hospital. Um, but I went back and my uh, surgeons met me. They were on call and um, it, they kept it in. But eventually I got that thing taken out back in the uh, transplant clinic. And that, I can tell you, that pain was the worst pain I've ever had in my whole life. Getting those life. drains up? Yes. Um, my doctor, I was you in. Had the, you had that one for a very long time. Yeah, it was a long time. And I think it was maybe they... I got it taken out because um, that was the one that cause was connected to where my spleen was mm-hmm. and i guess it just you know how you monitor the blood that comes out i kept having more blood and more blood come out and so they wait until you have like none nothing left yeah and there's nothing and, fancy about these drains it's basically just a tube shoved in yes. and then a little like and, plastic pouch that just dangles yeah. from your side yeah <laughs> and he did not tell me he was taking it out he goes lay back take a deep breath holy crap that thing hurt i screamed ah probably Pretty probably sure because I... you're you had it for so long that your body probably like mm-hmm. grew around it <laughs> yes like yes out. that's yeah, yeah that's it and yeah. um yeah so <sighs> got that thing taken out i was happy that thing was out for good i could actually function and like walk around like normal um but yeah it was um 
it was painful. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, it was probably a couple weeks after being back in the hotel. Um, I'm still getting my labs checked. I think it was maybe three, four times a week. I have to go back in the hospital, get them um, checked. But um, I had to have another biopsy. My mom actually reminded me of this because I was going over and writing some notes for this podcast. And she was like, no, you had to get another biopsy, which I totally forgot about. Uh, but my numbers were, were all out of whack again. Again, they had to go in and make sure it wasn't rejection, which it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's weird how they get out of whack and it's not rejection, which thank God it wasn't. But again, they adjust your meds, which they do a lot of. I still have my meds adjusted, mainly just Tacro. Um, how often do you get your blood tested? So once a month, which right now with this COVID thing, it's like <laughs> I haven't gone in yeah. two months, um, yeah. which I'm taking my medication. I'm actually probably going to go this month, Good. Um, wear that mask and go. But uh, yeah, so I mean, in the in the hotel, you know, our, our, our livers are growing back at a very fast rate. At the same time, like I'm getting used to all this new medication, which was tough. And I would be hard on myself I was like no I'm not taking this pain medication and then it would catch up to me like all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'd be out and about and it would hit me hard so um if I can give any advice it's stay ahead of that yeah. I mean it, they say you know they say stay ahead of it don't wait but then you you know you realize that quickly um so stay ahead of that but um yeah yeah so then we had so we had that initial we had the initial week for you 10 days for me five or six um, in the hospital. And then we had, I had like a, I think it was like pretty much exactly a month in the hotel. Yeah. And you I've were been joking with, to get out. I, I was towards the end. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually compare, uh, this quarantine, uh, life to, to that. that. It feels kind of similar. Yeah. Um, not leave, really leaving the hotel days kind of almost like blurring together a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but yeah. So like basically when I was in the hospital every week, I'd go in and get my, um, blood work redone and they, they, you know, we're from Tulsa, Oklahoma and we're in Madison, Wisconsin. They don't want you going home. They want you close at first so they yeah. can monitor to you, um, especially until your blood work gets back to what they consider like a normal level again. And they, then they finally release me. Mm-hmm. But I remember going in once, then being like not normal yet, going again. They're like not normal yet. And a lot of that had to do with your your um, scar that opened back up. They're mm-hmm. waiting for that thing to close. I remember like the first time I was like, okay, all right. And the second time they're like, not yet. And I was like, okay, dang it. And the next time they're like, not yet. Come back in 10 days or something. And I was like, yeah you were and then and then they then they uh let me go um but so when we first got there i had just gotten a nintendo switch Mm -hmm. and i got breath of the wild Mm -hmm. which thank god for that game i sunk like 120 hours in that (laughs) game um and it made the time pass a lot better um but anyway so as far as us trying to like recover i was dealing with the incision thing which wasn't that big of a deal it was just like a daily like kind of chore almost um and then i remember me and you trying to hit like little like mini milestones like all right we're gonna go up and down the steps mm-hmm. twice yeah and then it was like three times all right four times mm-hmm. um just little things like that just trying mm-hmm. to give little milestones for ourselves yeah. in terms of like movement and getting going again um which i think i think even though so like going into this is probably some bro science i don't know but uh going going into the surgery like if you're have if you're like have a strong core cutting through muscle um i would think hurts more than cutting through like fat and soft tissue Mm -hmm. um so it hurt the the incision hurt for sure um but also could just be being a weenie i don't know 
I think I I mean I've heard that. I think that's I think I think that was legit. mentioned along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, just that month in hospital was kind of like a mental strain, yeah. but uh like things were like turning and um like already less stressful. Like even though we were kind of like oh this sucks, like mm-hmm. we were already in a better place mentally cuz we were on the other side of the surgery. Yeah. Cuz I think everything leading up to it even though like was was just more like mentally straining mm-hmm. than being on the other side of it for mm-hmm. sure. So it all was fine and we were yeah, able to keep it in perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was able to go home. How much longer were you in, the, in Madison after me? I want to say a week or two, a maybe or two. more towards two And then weeks. you were able to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next time we're going to talk about, you know, in the long term and, and for us, how we got back into um, working out and CrossFit. Yeah, and that, yeah we'll, which, probably, we'll probably talk a little bit, little bit more about CrossFit th- this, this time. Yeah. Um, and how we kind of got back to where we were and, you know, like just kind of for some context, you know, CrossFit's always been a good like benchmark of how you feel. And, yeah. you know, when we were able to mm-hmm. get back to, you know, working out, it, it, that was when we, that was like kind of like what we use normal as, mm-hmm. at least for me. Yeah. Um, and I, we can talk about it more, but I can confidently say that was a huge part as to why we you know, did so well. Yeah. I mean, we had hiccups, of course, but we did so well in the long-term recovering. Yeah. So it was a huge part of that. I um, totally agree. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. See all right. you all next time. Bye.